This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host. I am bringing you a super awesome, amazing, another awesome, awesome, awesome guest. (laughs) And uh, I just wanted to uh, bring this guest on for you today. Uh, I met him a few months ago before this whole COVID lockdown happened. And uh, we had a great time at the New Media Summit together. And I just thought that his personality and his experience and everything's just perfect match for our podcast today. So I would like to introduce you to James Rabalata. And James is the new host of Diner Talks podcast, as well as he's a professional speaker and an amazing guy all around. So James, welcome, welcome to our show. What's going on, Michelle? Good to see you. (laughs) Thanks, James. Nice to see you too. Now you have like the perfect radio voice and like, you know, radio, radio style going (laughs) on over there with your purple microphone. (laughs) You know, we try to stay cute over here. You know what I I mean? So uh, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I haven't seen you since we went out to dinner that night um, in San Diego and boy, boy has life changed. Yes, it has. It was like two days after we all were out for this lovely dinner together, getting to know each other at a conference, then to like being locked in our houses for the next three months. (laughs) So holy smokes. (laughs) Now you're a professional speaker, so your life extremely changed, especially your work life. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've gone through the last few months? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my business went ahead and ran into a wall. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I'm, I make my living getting on planes and traveling to places around the world and talking to people about authenticity and vulnerability and the role it plays uh, both in leadership and in life. And uh, and so I uh, have been effectively grounded um, and <laughs> and making the pivot to. Uh, making the pivot. Every time we say pivot, I think we should drink. I think it should be a drinking game. <laughs> yeah, play. Drinking game. <laughs> Every time we say unprecedented or pivot. Um, but uh, but <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, so it's been interesting to make that pivot to to the virtual world. And I've been doing some virtual programming, uh, but it is, it's a lot harder. Um, like right now, I love that I'm looking at you and, and, you're, and I can hear you. You're not muted. And you, when I make a joke, I actually get to hear your laughter instead of this like, uncomfortable silence and yeah it's it, a virtual programming has been a fascinating test for my self-esteem but it's also been a really cool way to reach a whole bunch more people yeah I bet it's gonna be super awkward as like someone who usually gets like that feed from the audience and like the interaction with the audience to be like yeah. nothing there nothing there hello uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> so it's like you know are you doing jumping jacks before you get on uh get on a call then to keep your own energy up <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, doing doing a couple of uh, doing a couple of quick laps. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it. I mean, well, fortunately, I care. Yeah, fortunately, I care about what I'm talking about. Um, and so that is important. Uh, and, and so like, so that enables me to really, uh, really show up and bring the energy. I'm also not a 
uh, I don't know, I'm not a boring guy. I kind of bring the energy no matter where I am. It's a little obnoxious to some people, but uh, so yeah, that helps too. And you're super fun and memorable. So I think that helps too. <laughs> Thank you, friend. So we just, I, we were laughing about this last time we chatted is that, you know, I saw someone else post in a Facebook group like, James is the best podcast guest I've ever had on my show. <laughs> and so I think you're meant <laughs> for this, James. So you just started your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there. I did. Yeah. So it's called Diner Talks. We're in the middle of uh, doing some recording right now. We're going to launch it soon. Um, and, uh, and that's really exciting. Uh, but it's called Diner Talks with James. And uh, I think some of the best conversations that we have in our lives occur late at night uh, with friends who we're excited to be with, uh, but meals that we're not supposed to be eating. Um, and right, like those late night pancakes or tacos. Chinese restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, those conversations are memorable. I mean, uh, they're, uh, they're usually vulnerable. They're also usually hysterical. They're, uh, and they're just, I just love the conversations. Everybody kind of lets their guards down because they feel safe. And they're also a little delirious because they're tired. And so that's what I'm trying to emulate with the podcast. I want, it, I want listeners to feel like they're eavesdropping on two cool friends having a deep conversation and laughing uh, in, the, in the diner booth next to them. Awesome. So now are you like, you know, going out drinking first and then recording this like 3 a.m. With, <laughs> with like a bowl of chili or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, man, I mandate everybody to go clubbing before uh, and show up, show up to the recording sweaty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're doing it as, as a Facebook live also or you Facebook and YouTube live. And so that's an interesting component um, uh, to it, to it as well. So trying to kind of hit multiple platforms as well, uh, as well, and then rip that audio for a podcast. Yeah. And then, so are you like, you know, it's great about Facebook lives and things is that you can interact with the audience and stuff. Are you kind of stopping that at a certain point and not interacting with the audience so that you get a nice clean podcast cut or how are you, how are you orchestrating that while managing both of those platforms? Yeah, I'd give myself an A minus on that. <laughs> uh, I think there are definitely some times where a comment comes in that is very poignant, or is, uh, or is just, or is funny, or something like that. And so I'll, I'll sometimes be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, Johnny, good comment there, or that's so interesting that you brought that up. And so I'm doing a little bit of that, but uh, I would say ninety. 90 to 95% of the time, it's just the guest and I. So I'm hoping that I'm, I'm not doing it a distracting amount of time. And then a lot of the interaction also, I'm doing a Q&A at the end with every guest. But I, I'll end, I've always said, even on the Facebook Live, uh, I'll look into the camera and say, hey, thanks so much for those of you who listen to the podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. If you want to hear uh, the Q&A with my guest, feel free to find it on my YouTube channel um, and, and tune in there. Thanks, thanks so much. Take care. Um, and, and then I jump into the Q and a with the guest and that, that all gets posted to the YouTube channel. So I'm trying, yeah. trying to mitigate that, but it's something I'm also learning. Yeah. That's a great strategy actually to let and like record like a behind the scenes kind of thing. That's on another platform for them to go and, Hey, subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out like that, that behind the scenes part over there too. I think that's a really good strategy. Very cool. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear uh, from your perspective. I mean, how it would be it would be obnoxious for a podcast listener to constantly be hearing people reading comments and telling people to comment and whatnot 
But where where is that balance? Do you think? How I mean, do you think it should be literally none, or what do you think? Yeah, we kind of go. You know, let's wait a second. Who's interviewing who here? No, I was just kidding. <laughs> we kind of have that balance. Uh, we kind of we yeah. It's a it's a tricky balance. So kind of some of the things we suggest to do is like you know have those like back and forth conversations at the beginning with people and at the end with them, um, but then try to get a clean cut for the middle or as much as possible clean cut because what happens when you post it on on um, iTunes and stuff, your listeners are like, oh, I feel like I'm missing out on the conversation. <laughs> you know, I didn't quite, I don't know who they're talking <laughs> about or, you know, like, why, why, where, like, they'll be looking on their phone for comments, like, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think anything, anyone's perfect, but, you know, I think if you wanted to try to keep it as clean as possible, to do it that way. But like you said, when you get a great comment in the middle of something, you want to bring that into the comments, <laughs> into the show in the moment. I think that's okay too. I think as long as people, your podcast listeners, understand that this is recorded live Mm -hmm. and that if they really don't want to miss out they should come to the live recording (laughs) (laughs) i think that's all right too so who are your guests are they friends are they colleagues are they people you've dragged there after drinking (laughs) yeah yeah uh 100 of my guests are unwilling participants no Um, Uh, I think, uh, yeah, my guest right now, it's interesting. I made a, I made a, a note uh, on my phone of basically like guests in the beginning. It's almost, it's almost like applying to, uh, to university, uh, to a college where it's like I got my, my local schools and then I got my, uh, my schools that I'm pretty sure I can get into and then I got my reach schools. Um, and so that's kind of what I've done. And right now I'm still in the beginning where I'm interviewing good friends that I know have cool stories and cool perspectives. Um, and, but they're across the board. We've talked about a rad, you know, just, uh, uh, the most recent episode that I that I was what I did was around what's happening in the world uh, right now and, and and the murder of George Floyd and we we had a really powerful conversation around what is it like to parent especially uh, what is it like as 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 a black man to parent right now um, and also what can you teach uh, or or suggest to white parents for how they can have powerful conversations and we talked a lot about that um, and that was that was probably the uh, I would say the most pointed the conversation has ever been where we really kind of stuck on that topic, mm-hmm. blackness, whiteness. Um, but uh, the ones prior to that, the ones prior to that were, were friends of mine that are great storytellers. And we talked about, you know, when did you decide to pivot from this to this? You left a major job and went here. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, what was, What is it like for you? Uh, another buddy of mine is a, a father to three daughters. And we all know that uh, you know, the past few years have been a really critical time for men to show up. And so what is it like for you being a man parenting three daughters? Does that change, you know, and talking a little bit about that. So the goal is to have deep conversations with mm-hmm. people uh, that we also laugh throughout. Awesome. Yeah. This sounds like really powerful conversations too. I love that. Um, you know, not just another, you know, random, random conversation. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Rick? <laughs> Sometimes those podcast conversations go a little awire <laughs> for some uh, some shows. But I love that you're mixing a little bit of comedy and with seriousness and current events and like being willing to have some of those tough conversations that are out there too. It sounds like it's really powerful. Looking forward to listening to more of what you've got coming on down the pipeline. Thanks, friend. So a couple of questions about, um, you know, I think our listeners are podcasters 
thinking about podcasting, I think there's some really interesting things about your background too, that I'd love to chat with you about. How did you become a professional speaker? Because I think as podcasters, we start speaking and we're like, this is great. This is fun. I think I might want to go on stages (laughs) too. So uh, what's that like for you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's first off, what it's like for me is a rush. Um, I love it. Um, And uh, it is, it's, you know, there's some people who jump, uh, jump out of planes. I get on stages and try to move people. Um, that's what, that's what, that's what I try to do. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, I've been afforded a really cool opportunity and, and how I got started with that was you know, in college, I majored in marine biology around my junior year. My teachers told me I was putting too many jokes in my scientific papers <laughs> and I was like, no, you're probably right. Um, and so, uh, so I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Went in and got a master's in counseling um, and realized that I love developing uh, leaders and so, um, and, and, having, and having conversations with people. And so, uh, but then I was at a conference that I happened to be attending, uh, but they had also had a call for programs and I was like, well, I'll put a, you know, I'll put a program in there just, you know, just for fun. Why not share knowledge that I have or in a creative way? And somebody came up to me at one of those, after one of these conferences that I presented at and where I was not being paid, I was just, like I said, there as an attendee and, and there to learn um, and share. But um, somebody came up to me in one of those conversations and asked me, they said, James, how much do you charge? And I looked them back in the face, Michelle, and I said, I'm very sorry. I don't know who the hell you're talking to. Um, <laughs> because, I, I mean, I didn't think I had something that people would pay for, right? Like, I mean... I'm just, I'm some white boy who was born with more than enough. And like, I I haven't started from the bottom. Now I'm here. I haven't uh, really been through a lot of struggle. I didn't hurt friends in a drunk driving accident. I haven't uh, served in the military or any of those kind of things. Uh, Like I didn't have some crazy story, Uh, but it turns out that the way that I told the stories I had made them more relatable to people because the fact that my stories were a little bit more grounded helped. And a lot of times we're afraid of putting ourselves out there because we don't think we have something that's crazy innovative or crazy new um, or, or dramatic or influential enough when in fact our stories are influential enough. So that's kind of, that's what, that's what got me started. And like adding the co- a little bit of the comedy and the improv into it and like the storytelling, was that a craft that you um, just, you, I, I think it comes naturally probably to you, but did you also work on like learning how to storytell? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I think uh, yeah, my, my parents would tell you I was born with a microphone in my hand, and they're <laughs> probably right. Uh, they would know. I don't remember that moment. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I mean, comedy has been something that I've always enjoyed. For me, the reason why I use humor is because when I make you laugh, I lower your walls. And as soon as your walls are lowered and you feel a little bit more comfortable, you sit back in your chair like, okay, this guy's got us. Um, then I can sucker punch you in the feels, <laughs> right? Like just, just at that moment where you're a little bit more vulnerable, like, oh, here comes the lesson. And, uh, and so I love that opportunity. Um, one thing that's helped me out a ton is I have done some training um, and I recommend anybody who's interested. I, I recommend it to podcasters. I recommend it to lawyers. I recommend it to anybody who's in front of individuals, but improv comedy training is really powerful tool. It's a really powerful tool and it makes you better. It makes you better. It makes you better conversationalist. Even with my friends, I know I'm a better listener. Um, I know that I'm, I'm more empathetic. I also know that I add to their stories. I'm a better active listener. Um, and, uh, but then also when I'm on stage, when things go off, 
I use those instead of have those shut down, um, right? Like a lot of people are like, things aren't going right. This is not the script. Um, instead, <laughs> yeah. improv teaches you to roll with the punches and things that would have been emergencies before now become opportunities. Mm. And so that's that. And I've done a bunch of improv training and would mm. recommend that highly. That's awesome. I love that. And not something I ever, ever thought of like for podcasters, but you're right. That'd be so fun. Like so fantastic so that you can go a little bit off script. And I remember like the first few podcasts, like you're talking about like so many questions I want to ask. Like, I just want to <laughs> stick on the script and like, I don't even hear what you're saying. Cause I'm like looking at my questions and like, what's the next question. Right. Yes. And I've told this story many times before, but Steve Olshers was like the worst interview I ever did because he was so conditioned with his like 30 second media bites of answers that when I was <laughs> interviewing him, I don't even think I heard what he said. I was just focused on what the next question was. So how great oh, is that yeah. to be able to like relax and like be able to joke around and go with things that happen in the room. Cause you always in those live events, you've got something happening in the audience or some guy who was like, you know, whatever dude you're not you know yeah. <laughs> your story sucks or whatever the hecklers you know? yeah if you can if you can like play with the hecklers like oh my gosh that must make such a memorable uh memorable presentation i'm sure so now do you get rebooked by some of the same people over and over again in your in your talks I do. Yeah. Uh, it depends. I mean, there's some, there's some companies that I work with that really value the way that I teach. Mm -hmm. And so then they ask me, could you teach this or, and it's, it's never, it's not like, can you come in and talk about accounting and then come in and talk about nursing and then come in and talk, right? Like it's yeah. never that far off. Um, but it's like the idea of leadership has so many branches. Right. And so, uh, so able, are you able to talk about, you know, better team building? Are you able to talk about, uh, how to have better conversations, networking? Can you talk about sales? Can you talk about diversity and inclusion? Uh, mm -hmm. can you talk about, you know, all that kind of supervision styles, like mm -hmm. all of that, um, comes from a very similar tree. Um, right. so yeah, so there are some people that bring me in. There's other people that, you know, I, I do a lot, a lot of speaking at universities as well mm -hmm. and those students don't change. So right. sometimes I'll get brought in on like a four year cycle <laughs> as opposed to a <laughs> yeah. yearly, a yearly cycle. Right. That's interesting. And so when they ask you to speak, to do a topic that's maybe not in your normal speech that you do, you just whip that off or you have so many different speeches now that you can choose from and kind of pull them all together uh, to do that. It's fascinating to me and like what, how you can switch from topic to topic with, uh, uh, with when, you're, when you're asked to do that. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that when you jump in to it, you realize how not far apart some of these things are, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I mean, like, uh, and it, it's very interesting. Uh, and especially with what I talk about primarily, it comes from a place of authentic leadership, authenticity, mm -hmm. um, recognizing your patterns um, and things like that. And how can you change your patterns? How do we shift them? Um, you can apply that logic to everything, mm -hmm. right? Meeting somebody new, a new sales client, uh, 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 getting a new hire, having a new boss, right? Like, I mean, that, that uh, it's interesting how much of that correlates. So it's like, I would say that I have a bunch of messages that I've said that I can now apply with a slightly different story to fit a situation. Mm, um, so yeah, so it's almost like, uh, one way to look at it, it's like it's almost like a lake um, with a bunch of different beaches around it, but ultimately <laughs> they all lead into the same lake of leadership <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and of humanity. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's kind of what I tend to do. But I also enjoy coming up and creating. I would say there's some topics where 
there's some topics where it's like, I'm not your guy for that. I just don't have the depth and the experience and, and whatnot. And so I, I don't hesitate to tell people, I literally say like, listen, if you want me to bullshit about that, I got you. Like, if you just like me and you want to pay me, like, cool, I'll take your money. But if you truly want an expert on that, let me introduce you to so-and-so who that's, that's what they're laser pointed at. Um, so yeah, that, uh, I don't, I try not to shy away from that as well uh, because I don't, uh, I don't want to get paid to do things when I know that there could be somebody else who really could serve in a better way than I do. That's awesome. You've had some big clients like American Express and General Electric, Yale University, Ohio State University. So now those are pretty big clients. They just, they saw you speaking somewhere else and invited you to come speak or did you reach out to them? Uh, multiple, uh, different things for different clients. Mm-hmm. American Express, I, uh, an individual there, a buddy of mine worked there, read my book, called me and said, hey, I read your book and I actually liked it. I was like, cool, thanks, bro. <laughs> I um, <laughs> um, like, he's like, I just bought it to support you. But then like I got into it, I was like, oh, shoot, this is good. And so he's like, I want to give it to my boss's boss. And I had already know how far my buddy was up in the ladder. And I said, why don't I why don't I send a personalized copy to you to give to your boss's boss? Um, And so that's kind of how I got in there. And then that individual who brought me in loved the book uh, and said, I need you to come speak to my people and I want to buy 300 books. Um, And I don't even have 300 people that are going to be in the audience. I just want to put your book at random places around the American Express Tower uh, in New York City. And I want to help you get your message out there. And I was like, wow. Well, who are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that so that's the uh, other thing. Like the GE, uh, GE happened because somebody saw me speak at a conference mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I think your message would be really applicable." Um, and uh, and yeah, so some and some of those are, I had a friend who worked at Yale, um, and uh, so yeah, and I've also you know I've had the opportunity. It's interesting. I've only spoken in Ontario, uh, but I've done a lot of speaking around Ontario. Uh, but I haven't convinced another province to bring me in yet. But we're gonna work on. It. <laughs> Well, we're in BC for you. I think that would be good. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, it's interesting how, um, you know, it all comes back to relationships, right? It's like same with podcasting guests. Like it's all yeah. like, who have you built those relationships with? And then, uh, you know, people have heard you on another show or they've met you somewhere and, you know, everything just always comes back to relationships. I always I find that fascinating when I ask people, how did you get this client or how did this client hear about you? And then oftentimes it's not us like doing the, the cold calling and trying to get yeah. booked on stages, right? It's all about the relationships. So your book is called Leading Imperfectly. Um, I'd love to dive into that a little bit. So tell us a little bit about that book, where it came from, how, how you, um, how you wrote that one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The book is called, uh, leading imperfectly, uh, the value of authenticity for leaders, professionals, and human beings. And, uh, I got into that, uh, because honestly, because of a reverse, a reverse role model that I had, um, I had a supervisor who, uh, I don't believe got it. I don't believe was in her role for the right reasons. And that, was shown as to how approachable she was not. Um, and in the way that she kind of, uh, uh, what she sold us in the interview versus what she gave us once she got the job were two very different things. Um, and, uh, and that was really frustrating to see. Um, and I realized that 
one of the things that she was lacking was authenticity and, and vulnerability. She never admitted when she was wrong. Something was always somebody else's fault. Uh, she passed the responsibility. Um, this may sound like our president. Um, you understand, like, so, um, but so, <laughs> uh, but she just was not an authentic leader, right? She didn't show up. And, uh, and, and I recognize that that's a really important trait um, because when people can see themselves in you, they believe that they can. And so the power of relatability is crucial. And so that's what the book is around. Uh, the book is around increasing your relatability um, through storytelling. Um, and, and, you know, like when you're giving feedback, telling a story, you don't just come at somebody like, you do this wrong, you do this wrong. It's like, hey, I've been there. I've messed up. I dropped the ball. I let people down. Um, and here's the impact that it had for me. Let me share that with you as I give you some feedback. Um, to try to shorten your learning curve. Um, and like, so things like that um, are, are really a lot of the concepts that are in, are in the book. It's, it's a lot of leading from your story. Mm -hmm. So many of us do not believe that we are enough. We're not cool enough, funny enough, smart enough, hot enough, successful enough, rich enough, whatever enough. Um, and so we lead inauthentically. We lead from a place of, they probably meant to hire somebody else that's like this, so let me pretend to be like that instead. No, they hired you not because you were the most perfect, but because you were the most trusted. And so those are kind of some of the concepts that I try to get through to the readers. I love that. And those are so valuable concepts for like, you know, us as leaders, as like podcast hosts too, we are putting ourselves out there as the host, but it's really important to not be that polished, perfect figure. That's not yeah. what people are looking for. They're looking for someone to be relatable. And, and if I turn it into podcasting again, like when people come and like want us to edit out every um and ah in their show, I'm like, hey, no, like your audience needs to nope. hear all those things and they're going to relate better to you as a person and as a host and your story. If you can share some of your stories, share some of your imperfectness um, with everything that you do. And I think as a leader, that's hard to do, but I think it's important to do, right? Yeah, for sure. That's one of the things that I've loved the most actually from the podcast is that I, I sometimes have to catch myself because when I, I actually had, I had a podcast that I almost put out uh, like four years ago, I recorded eight episodes and I convinced myself it wasn't good enough. Don't publish it. No one's going to like it. And I shut it down. Um, and that's sad. And, uh, but again, to what I was just talking about, I fell victim to it. And, uh, and, and, but I did exactly what you were talking about earlier, Michelle, where it's like, I had this script of questions and like, there was no me in it. It was just like a straight interview and uh, and that just it just didn't feel right um, even if the answers to their questions were good and so in this new in this new uh, reincarnation of it because there are some things that overlap um, I have taken myself to be both a host and a student on my podcasts of like I'm excited to learn like the one that I did last night there were times where I was like oh shoot I got to think of another question here um, <laughs> and like like because I was just so in what they were saying and I was I was like taking notes um, and uh, so so yeah so I, I've loved that about this experience mm, yeah I love that too I mean my first I've seen same thing. Like I hesitated on putting on a podcast for so long. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to talk about one. And then two, I was like, I am like, no, one's really going to listen. It's all good. You know? And then yeah. I figured out that I wanted to learn about RVing. So I actually okay. interviewed 
my husband and my kids and I, we, we um, bought an RV and went RVing for five months down through California and, and Nevada. And, uh, and it was in Arizona. It was amazing. And, but I didn't know, we didn't <laughs> know anything awesome. about RVing. So I set out to interview 25 RVing experts, which turned into like a virtual summit. And then it turned into a podcast and it was like, oh, this is so great. And like learning so much. I wanted to take notes as I was like, like you know, <laughs> I think being the student um, and then being able to like interview someone like as a student is so cool. Like cause you get to learn, to get, you know, that's one of the benefits of being a podcast host. Yeah. You get to learn so much. <laughs> And, and we have, as the host, we have the power. Um, but uh, the usual, the classic Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. But like, you know, as a host, I think it's also important to be humble. We see a lot of people who grab the microphone and their egos mm-hmm. are what people then wind up listening to, um, not their humanity, um, because they're afraid to show some of that. And uh, I know the podcasts that I love the most uh, are not that. Um, I feel like I feel like there's a fellow human being on the other side of the recording. Yeah, exactly. Those, you know, and, and we don't need more ego. <laughs> we don't need to be <laughs> listening to more ego. We got enough of that everywhere else, right? <laughs> more human, more human is much better. Well, that's so awesome, James. Where can we find more information about you? How can we work with you? Buy your book, all that kind of stuff. Take us there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm James T. Robo uh, on uh, on all social media. James T. Robo on like Instagram or Facebook.com backslash James T. Robo. Is that your superhero um, name? James that's T. it, Robo. baby. That's it. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, yep. And so, uh, yeah, James T. Robo. My 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 website is also jamestrobo.com. Uh, I ho- I've been hosting a bunch of virtual summits lately to help people get out of their own way. Um, and, and people just feel like they're in a cycle of patterns. Um, and so those are called Living Imperfectly Live and all that information is available on there. And eventually, uh, eventually the Diner Talks will be up there as well. But as of right now, Diner Talks lives on that Facebook page, uh, yeah, facebook.com backslash James T. Robo. Awesome. Well, thank you, James, for shedding your light, your humor, and your amazing personality with us today. It's been awesome. And I look forward to having you back again. We can talk about Diner Talks once it's been out for a while too, and how that experience has been for you. So we'll have you back again soon. And uh, until next time, just keep being awesome. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Thank you, friend. It was so special being a part of it. Thanks for inviting me into your community. You're welcome. Amplify you guys. See you next week. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, be awesome. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.